afternoon. We are live from Breckenridge, Silverthorne, Colorado. Thank you for listening to Into the Blue Zone. I'm here with my good friend and pledge fraternity brother, Matthew Scott Harkins. Matt, what's going on? Thanks for joining the show. Uh, We are sitting here on the couch. Uh, enjoying this beautiful weather. It is snowing in April. And uh, we got ourselves a good day of skiing in. Yeah, we just fortunately skied Breckenridge. Had some sweet medallion passes. So didn't pay for Breckenridge. Awesome conditions. Snow was coming down. Not too cold. It's April 23rd. A day before my 31st birthday. Pretty stoked for that. And I'm, I'm stoked to be spending it with you, man. It's so good to keep this third year in a row ski trip to the Rocky Mountains with Matt. Isn't it awesome? Yeah, it's, uh, it's, been, it's been a fun trip. I mean, so far we're on day one of this uh, year three. And um, it's, uh, it's going to be a blast. If, if anything, it's shaping up to be better than the last two years. Couldn't ask for anything better from Mother Nature today. We got some beautiful snow and conditions were great. Skyla looked like fucking rock star out there on the slopes, just running it down like he'd known what he was doing for the last 10 years. And little do you know, it's only his 10th day on the mountain. Guy's just a natural. Does great out there. I've been skiing since I was three and uh, snowboarding since 2014. Does a great job. Thanks, man. It's really nice of you to say. Yeah, I felt good out there. It was uh, it was good conditions, and you were shredding too. And it's good to get back out there. So, so today, um, you know, we want to be a little specific with our topic today. We're gonna talk bikes. For everyone who doesn't know, Matt got a new job, and he's working at a high-end bike store called Mojo Wheels, in. Denver? Mojo. Mojo. Yes, Denver. In Denver, Colorado. Mojo Wheels has some really premium mountain bicycles, and they even have a, a bike team. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I have a lot of bikes. Recently, a Murph electric bike, and I have a, a road bike, my old dad and mom's mountain bike and Trek hybrid bike, and then two hand-me-downs compliments of Matt Olson and Jed, a couple beach cruisers. So I have six bikes. You work at a bike shop. Today we're talking bikes. <clears throat> bikes are an act- inter- actually very interesting topic at the, the current time of year. Uh, being with COVID and all, uh, bikes have seen a tremendous increase in demand. So we've, uh, we've experienced some things in the industry that have just been unprecedented in, since the beginning of bicycling. Um, when, when you have manufacturers, they can't deliver bicycles to customers because they can't get enough cardboard to ship the box of bikes in. They can't get enough spokes to build wheels. They can't get enough tires to put on the wheels. They literally can't get enough of anything to produce these bicycles for customers. And it's kind of... Hold on, there's a ghost in our house that we're staying at in Silverthorne that keeps Jeez, opening that up door just the, the door to the garage. Matt's got to go check on the ghost. It's 
the second time it's opened itself. So yeah, Matt, big bike shop guy, and you know I, I love bikes. I feel like bikes make you feel young, and you feel the wind on the face. You kind of battle a little traffic. Maybe you're on a trail in the mountains like you are, and they just give me a, a sensation of feeling young. I, I grew up riding some bikes around town and on a beach cruiser around Long Beach Island, and you know I've never learned how to ride a motorcycle or anything, but I'm very confident on all types of bikes. And I know you, you know, do some heavy mountain biking and, and might, um, bike packing. Can you, can you talk a little bit about what, uh, like mountain bike packing is and, and what you have to do to prep and how it's different and what aspects do you like of the Colorado mountain biking? Sure. I'd love to, um, mountain, mountain bike, bike packing is very, very uh, enduring. You have to fight through all sorts of trials and hardships throughout the entire fight of the ride. Basically what you do is you plan out your ride, um, however many miles it is, however many days it is, um, and you ride out into the mountains with everything you need on you. Um, tent, clothing, food, and you just, complete, I don't know, 200, 300 miles. And you, I think the, the probably the best part of it for me is, is the fact that I have to rely on myself and my gear. And you kind of just put yourself out into the wild and it just really tests you to the fullest of your ability. And just, you either, you either hit that point where you're saying, I, I can't make it, I'm gonna have to turn around. Or, or you, you, you punch through the bottom of the barrel and you say, I'm gonna fight this, I'm gonna win. I'm gonna get to the back back end of this side and I'm, and I'm going to love it every second of it. And so it's, it's a challenge, which is kind of what I enjoy most of it, but you, you essentially pack out all gear onto your bike and ride off into the mountains. Hope to come back. Sounds awesome. It is. So how cool of a bike town is Colorado? You know, I live in San Diego, right by the coast highway and super bike friendly town, especially with road bikes. You know, what's Colorado like? I know you talk about it highly in regards of a bike-friendly town. What do they do you know, a good job with to make it so? Uh, they, they really have a very strong athletic community. Um, and I think that's what drives the, I think that's what drives the, um, the activity of biking. It's not just biking you get, you get everyone here doing so many different sports all day long. But what makes Colorado such a grand biking community is the infrastructure that they've put into the city between bike lanes and trail networks. Uh, you, could, you could live here for 10 years and not ride the same trail again. And I think that's what probably makes it great. Gotta love the trail riding. You know, I went to Amsterdam uh, like a year and a half ago and their entire city was the most bike friendly place I've ever witnessed. There was like bike lanes and there was bike traffic and there was bike swerving to, to avoid people on the curbs. And it was, it was wild in Amsterdam. They were on like cruisers, like grandma bikes out here, high end mountain bikes by me in San Diego, a lot of high end road bikes. And, and then how about um, a completely offshoot bike 
category. Talk about your most recent bike ski. Ski bike. Ski bike. Talk about your ski bike experience. I think you said it was the first time you did it. It was like the best experience you had on the mountain and, and what, what made it so. That's correct. It, was, uh, it definitely was a very new uh, snow sport experience for me and kind of um, tying in snowboarding and biking into the same sport made it very fun and thrilling. Um, I would say I picked it up in about a half a run and just immediately started getting the hang of it. And once you get the fundamentals of snowboarding and skiing down, ski biking was the same thing. But imagine you have a full suspension mountain bike, right? So you have rear suspension, front suspension. This thing could go jumping off of a cliff and land you just fine, right? Imagine the same thing, but with no wheels and bases for skis. So you have these two skis that sit one in front of the other on this full suspension mountain bike and you have pegs to stand on and a seat to sit on and handlebars to hold on to and it's really fun you drive you drive the front end of the bike down the hill and the whole end, rear end just follows you it was it really was a, a new experience i'm surprised more people aren't out there doing it um, and i think it's just a matter of getting people knowledgeable of it more and more i see more people out there doing it so it's exciting but i think it just comes down to hearing about it but yeah ski biking check out lens lens ski bikes that would be the manufacturer out here in colorado has been doing it for 20 years or so sounds like a lot of fun would love to try it i know you mentioned you might be able to get the hookup and get your buddy up here with some ski bikes sounds like make that happen yeah that would be that would be a lot of fun that would be a first we'll find out tonight yeah so fun um so we're first leg in to the third annual colorado ski trip and i think this is like our fourth episode and just thank you to everyone listening to into the blue zone trying to keep it sponsorship free in just 30 minutes of non-stop entertainment thanks to the herbal cure a little pot shop and uh in Denver. Denver, they had a cool beanie, so I was putting the beanie and recording on the couch with your friend, the owner, the business, of the, the business owner, the Sal. business owner of Mojo Wheels. Thank you to her and her awesome house in the mountains. It's snowing outside right now, and it's been kind of snowing on and off all day. And it's April twenty third. That's you gotta crazy. love that. I, I flew from San Diego, surfed. Day later, skiing in snow, the day before my thirty-first birthday. Yeah, and it's it's not that light snow either. This is this is like middle of January. Yeah. Good good winter snow. It's great that we have such an event late in the April season. I'm uh, really fortunate that Skyler picked this weekend, and it was such a great great weathered weekend. Yeah. Let's go. Let's keep it rolling. So talk a little bit about bike repair. Um, for those who don't know, I mean, I have yet to pop a tire. I'm sure it's going to happen anytime on the uh, road bike. I did pop a tire on my mountain bike and had to carry it back down some trail in like East San Diego somewhere. And just talk a little bit about 
daily Daily bike maintenance maintenance and and what do you recommend for our listeners and bike enthusiasts what needs to be done just from a nuts and bolts like really basic standpoint absolutely yeah you could totally do that um and first off there's there's a lot of things i could share with you um but bicycle mechanics is just like anything else uh it just takes practice and repetition Uh, about seven years ago i had no idea how to change a bike tube uh, I admit it. I admit it all the time to my customers. Uh, now I'm now I'm rebuilding forks and suspension. So, um, you know, seven years later, got my head to the grindstone. I didn't give up, and I just kept learning. Um, anyone else out there can do it. I'm not mechanically savvy by any means. So, uh, but you know, things you can do to kind of maintain your bicycle for you. Good thing to do is always check your tire pressure before you're going out. If you notice any type of loss in tire pressure, there's a good chance you have a small hole in your tube and this may ruin your ride. Um, Also another great opportunity to learn, um, check with your local bike shop and bring your bike in and do it every three to six months depending on how often you ride and ask them, hey can you check my chain? I want to know where my chain's at. These are normal worn out parts that wear no matter how often we do or don't ride. That's just gonna wear out. That's the, that's the mechanical groove piece that makes us all go. So if you don't check that piece, you know, occasionally, you're, you don't really know what the condition of your, your, uh, your transmission's in. So, you know, lubricating your chain and checking your chain with your local bike shop is probably uh, the best advice I can give to you. Um, and, you know, check your tire pressures before you get out those things will ruin your ride but um you know beyond that you know check with your local bike shop see what see what opportunities they have for you to learn um i know at mojo wheels we do a great job at educating our customers very well basically anything they want to know we're willing to share the information with them um, there's no secrets there's no curtain that holds all the all the clues to how to work on bikes it's more or less we just want to see people enthusiastic about bike riding and fixing your own bike because it makes our life easier. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, definitely uh, take, a, take a look on YouTube. There's, there's ample amount of bike resources on YouTube if you're ever looking to do something. And yeah, if you're not sure, call your local bike shop and say, hey, I was doing this. Couldn't, couldn't quite sure, sure on how to do this and wanted you to confirm it for me. They'd be happy to help you. If not, call Mojo. I'll be happy to help you. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's biking 101. That's, that's like the basics the stuff you need to know before you go out. Go out, go out. Thank yeah. you for that. You're welcome. So let's change subjects and kind of talk a little bit more about nutrition. And a year ago when I visited you, we had an awesome vegan meal that the day I was leaving at Watercourse Foods. This year I visit you, and the first meal we have is at Watercourse Foods. So just talk about kind of your experience with changing your nutrition habits and how it directly impacted you. I know you weren't eating the healthiest, and then I came out and visited. And then you kind of went full send mode and really dove into eating super clean and how good it was and just elaborate a little bit for everyone to know like 
yeah. if you don't know about plant-based eating, when you do eat it, what you feel right away. Because I know you did it for you know a couple months, several months, and it, noticed changes right away. It was it was hard. Um, it was hard to kind of adapt to because my body was telling me that it wanted the other things, that it wanted a cheeseburger with bacon on it and cheese pizza and you name it. My, my body was telling me, go get these things. You're going to die if you don't go get these things. And I knew that wasn't true. So I was just kind of like, all right, sure. Whatever, body. Whatever you want. Yeah, those days are gone. Nope, you get, you get vegetables. You get spinach. You get salads. You get all the good stuff. No more, no more junk food for you. And so I saw a very drastic change. Um, as Skyler said, I just kind of went gun ho I saw a movie, uh, Game Changers, that kind of enlightened me as to how uh, meat products can affect your your blood and everything like that. So it kind of it kind of you know opened my eyes to the lies of the food industry and where they say healthy food exists doesn't exactly exist. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, it was hard because I had to fight my own body. I had to, it had to be, it had to be a, a thought process above, um, desire, you know, it, you had to desire something greater than a food. Do you think it was hard Potentially because you're on your own doing it too and maybe you don't have someone to share with or you know hold you accountable or just support you uh, it, it definitely didn't make it easy um, having someone to help you fight your battles definitely makes uh, the battle less troublesome but um, all the same once I got through the fight and uh, the first two months of you know basically not giving my body what it was telling me it wanted, it started realizing that it didn't want that anymore. And it started asking for all the things that I had been giving it. And I was just like, see, all it, all it took was a little fight, got through about two months of struggle. And then from there on, I, I did it for another six months with no problem. I maintained my weight. Um, I had lost 40 pounds in two months when I originally started. and. Um, you know, everyone was everyone else was around me was in shock. They just couldn't believe that you know two months ago this guy was huge, and now he's like almost skin and bones. So it, it was it was pretty a big drastic change for me, um, but it taught me a lot of things about nutrition and what things were healthy and what things reacted to my body. And I I recommend it. You know, even if it's not something that's for you something long term that you you know gonna do it for life i mean good on skyler has been doing it for a while he's he's loving it and he looks great but it's not for everyone maybe it is but i'd say give it a shot there's nothing wrong with trying it wait you just said it's not for everyone and then maybe it is uh yes i was, so I, was you... I was providing contradiction in the fact that maybe someone didn't want to try it yeah you might not want to try it and it is for you. Yeah, right. so, okay. So, yeah, we both know it's for you. If you're listening, you can put on muscle, put on weight, take off weight, eating this. Sure, you might not want to do it. 
No, it, it wasn't. Choice. It wasn't my way of saying it's not for you. It was, it was more way of my saying encouraging people to try it. Um, because, totally. Because I was totally against it. Um, as Skyler said, the last day we ate at Watercourse Foods. That was after about a week of hounding me and how bad I eat and what I should be eating, and eventually I started to buckle. Well, you know, his his point is you didn't have anyone here to back you up, right? That's why it was hard. That's why you, you fell off. But it is for everybody. I, I felt the healthiest, the lightest, the lightest, the the happiest I had ever felt in that eight month period. And now that he's back here, kind of talking to me about it, I'm I'm ready to jump on that boat again and feel that happiness. So you know, it's more more about the more people that are on board, the easier it gets for everyone. Nice, yeah. You gotta have people on board for for it to make it easier for you. You know, you talk a little bit about the battle and a fight. Maybe it's not a fight. Maybe you're viewing it as a fight and a battle, and really it could be like something else if you just. And this is a, a phrase I, I heard from seven, six, uh, seven Habits of Highly Successful People. You know, you change the lens you view food through. So you're viewing it in a battle light and maybe if it wasn't such a battle, it'd be easier to do it on your own. Or am I well, just like... No, you're, totally you're not bad. wrong. Perspective definitely defines reality. So if I were to choose to perceive food in a different light then yeah I guess it wouldn't feel so much like a fight that's a good idea love it dude it's good good growth mindset <laughs> so it's still coming down it's actually increasing increasing snowfall it's beautiful we're out looking the Rocky Mountains in Silverthorne Colorado we got about six seven minutes left and you know I think we're gonna figure out a place to get some dinner tonight should have some fun with some friends coming up to the house tomorrow night and tomorrow during the day we're gonna venture off to copper mountain a place i've never skied and a place you love copper is a beautiful mountain it's my favorite mountain out here in the valley i've skied vale beaver creek uh, breckenridge i've skied keystone a basin um, winter park out of all of them, copper is still my favorite. Um, there's something about it's it's connectivity between portions of the mountain and the rolling of the hills. It just makes it a dream. So I'm really excited to get Skylar out there for the first time tomorrow. Dude, Especially with all the snow. <laughs> yeah, the, the snowfall's just like it's cherry down. on top. I mean. It's going to be beautiful conditions tomorrow morning. I'm hoping for Get a bluebird day, day with a good three to four inches Give of Give me a bluebird powder. day. There is no blue in the sky right now. It is completely white. It is awesome. Coming down, just dumping. Yeah, it's, it, I, think, I think it might tear up seeing this. Just in April? Oh, spring skiing memories coming back. This is this is this is just dream come true right here. I love staying in the cabin in the mountains when snowfall and spring skiing. It's just it's just nothing better. I wish more people were out here. We should we should uh, plan better next time. Yeah, man, it's it's going great so far. Hey, so I got a question that I've asked a couple guests, and 
before we run out of time, before I forget, mm-hmm. let's revisit this question that I like asking to people. And that is, what does success mean to you and how do you view success? Success to me um, can't always be measured in dollars. However, success is often measured in dollars. Um, to me, success is happiness. Um, as of late, I think I've found a lot of that in my new job. Um, feeling very successful and uh, proud of where I'm at. I think long term down the road, um, maybe a wife, maybe kids. Um, but for the most part, I'm I'm feeling pretty good about where I'm at. Um, you know, success is success is multi category throughout so many different levels throughout your life. So you could have success in a soccer game by scoring a goal. <clears throat> so, um, I mean, success over life to me, it's like, you know, being happy and, and feeling free, um, I think would be success. Do you feel free? I do. Awesome. Me too. Free it's as a bird. It's a good feeling. People tell me I'm jealous of your freedom. That's because I had to say we got the medallion pass. I am so free. We got free. (laughs) I am so free. We got free medallion passes for skiing all weekend. Compliments of who? That would be Zach Baker at uh, um, Clear Creek Ski Bikes. He has a ski bike company. Thank you, Zach Baker. They didn't even have to scan our medallion passes. We just tell them, oh, we have medallion passes. And they go, oh, okay. Come on through. (laughs) Oh, you're We're good. like, geez, why doesn't everyone just say they have medallion passes? Because nobody knows. knows that easy. Nobody knows about the medallions. Nobody knows about the medallions. How much do they cost for a season? Uh, I think they're like 4000 a piece. 4000 for a medallion pass. And they can only be bought by companies after a raffle that they enter. Very difficult to get a hold of. And we got them for the weekend. Yeah, we were very fortunate. Yeah, so we got a couple more minutes left, and I just wanted to maybe have you give me a couple vegan restaurants that you've been to in Colorado. For those listening, if you're in Colorado, a couple of Matt's vegans, vegan uh, recommendations. Uh, definitely Watercourse Foods, as we already went over. So Watercourse Foods is, is downtown Denver. There's another downtown That's Denver. That's amazing. Um, it's like a little shack almost, but Superfoods Bar. Great. Superfoods Bar in downtown Denver as well. Great smoothies and uh, wraps as well as uh, burritos. And then um, there's a spot by my work called V Revolution. I've only had the chance to go in and take a peek at what they've got, but it looks really good and it's pretty new. So definitely want to say that as well. Cool. And how about the best place to get a drink and some appetizers? Our favorite that we stumbled into, the Willow Creek Restaurant. Oh, Willow Creek and Evergreen. If you have ever been to Denver or you live here, maybe you've been to Willow Creek. If not, go check out Willow Creek Restaurant. It's tucked into a little strip mall by the lake, by the golf course, just off the main road. Willow Creek Restaurant, they have the coolest... Classy and quaint. It's it's very nice. The coolest bar. They got sweet little lights hanging, amazing artwork, and a cool view of the, the pond that, that was frozen over last year that wasn't this year. And 
just everyone's very accommodating and friendly there and the bar is just beautiful and, and the artwork's amazing you just feel like you're in the mountains in Colorado it's it's awesome so if you haven't gone to Willow Creek and you've been in Denver make sure you get there it's one of my favorite spots to come visit and um, yeah it'll be fun to be there next year or maybe again on our way back walk through evergreen we didn't get to do that this time yeah we'll do that we'll do that on the way back but uh yeah thanks for uh, thanks for having me Skylar. this was great yeah dude it's it's great to catch up matt harkins a pledge brother of mine from the pi kappa alpha fraternity delta omega chapter high point university pledge class 12 2012? No, dude. 2009, no, 2009. bro. Pledge class 2009. Jesus, 31 tomorrow. Holy oh, hell. Man. Don't remind me. Pi K.A. Bula Bula. It was funny. I saw some pikes at the Corn Ferry Tour, and I, they were Georgia Tech. They both had matching pike tattoos on the inside of their ankle. I said, I can't tell you what we said. Sorry, people. It's a secret. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to Into the Blue Zone. This is Skylar Heyman, and I hope you guys have a wonderful evening. It's been a great time talking to you guys. Matt, thanks for joining the show.